the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Markets in record territory again. Kind of got that China trade deal thing maybe wrapped up. I'm scared to assume so, right? Uh, Because it's a he said, she said kind of world in trade success. Both countries want to take the win. Neither wants to say, hey, the other side fleeced us. You might reason that the markets would be higher today. You get that phase one trade agreement going. Then you get the Brexit uncertainty has gotten a lot less uncertain. Or maybe the Brexit uncertainty has become certain. That's an odd phrase. How do you add certainty coming to uncertainty? Essentially, Prime Minister Boris Johnson's Conservative Party in the UK election got a resounding push. Bipartisan agreement on a budget deal that funds the U.S. government after the continuing resolution ends on December 20th has basically been struck. I don't know the politics of it. Trump calls the Democrats do nothing Congress, so they get a budget deal. So this year we don't have to wait till the middle of the year for Congress to go back to, not Congress to go back to work, but for federal employees. Yay. That's got to be a win for federal employees. Seems like one of the very first times we've got a budget agreement done in time. Acute awareness right now that the trade deal's never done till it's done. Um, it's nice to think that maybe this Brexit uncertainty will eventually end. I don't care if they stay or if they go. It would just be nice to know, as not kind of a fan of the markets, but if you're doing banking over in Europe right now, you kind of need to know where your, your money's going. Oracle, Broadcom, Costco, all lower after earnings reports. Adobe's higher. Adobe's going to be one of those stocks that I'm going to sit on my deathbed. And uh, I won't say Rosebud. Rosebud. I won't say Rosebud because I didn't have a sled. Or My last happy moment in my life was having a sled as a child. And then it all became about business and investing in stocks. My deathbed word may be Adobe. I never bought it. I sat there and I watched it for 10, 15 years. Pisses me off. It upsets me. It angers me. But I move on. It's not good to have a lot of regret in investing. So total retail sales increased two-tenths of 1% month over month in November. That was after a revised October. So when you kind of blend those two together, it's okay. A little bit softer discretionary activity than we want in the month of November, considering shopping happens for the holiday season. It's November, December. But there's still growth. 
that's a takeaway. One of my takeaways is to say that uh, sometimes just watching the the, the movement, the, the tr- uh, momentum, so to speak, up is up, even if it's nominal. It's better than down in this case. 800-516-1220 to get your calls at the air on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Elon Musk last night was at the Video Gaming Awards because his girlfriend, Grimes, is there. Uh, all very interesting. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. There's a story there. I just don't even want to go there. Uh, Amazon is setting themselves up to be a very controversial company for the next 10 years. Microsoft was very controversial at one point in time. Uh, one of the very first license plate I saw in the Bay Area 20 years ago, the year was 2000. Uh, it was MSFT SUX, Microsoft Socks. Um, but that's kind of Amazon now. They're going to be in the hot seat for quite a while. Focusing relentlessly on their customers and thus on consumers, where they do a lot of experimenting, failing, learning, growing. Um, Amazon has a lot of power and it grows. And as they grow, so will the criticism. I know there's a price point where you say yes. So Apple price point right around $1,000 for a phone. People started, that's when people started complaining. $800 people didn't have a problem with. $600 people didn't have a problem with. Right now, I have a home worth $2 million. If someone were to offer me $3 million, I'd say no, because I need to live somewhere for the next couple of years. But if they were to offer me $4 million or $5 million, hey, I'm willing to move. Same thing on the downside. So Amazon has an ability to lower the prices down to a dollar. They could use lost leaders to support their other businesses. They're giving away an Amazon, not giving away. They're selling an Amazon Echo Dot for $0.99 cents if you sign into their music services. That's almost unfair. If you're Sonos, you're going, I can't sell a speaker for $0.99. Cents. If you're Spotify, you go, I can't sell my services and subsidize it with hardware. Maybe they have to. Maybe those two should get together. So 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. What's interesting about Amazon and what I'm saying is the next 10 years will be really, it's going to be a lot of um, Congress in their face, a lot of politicians. If at any point in time Congress wins, what you're going to see is a large segment of our workforce getting fired. Microsoft did it when they got their hand caught in the monopoly cookie jar uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. They laid off thousands of employees. What would Amazon do if they get regulated? How much would that would affect the economy? How much power do they have? Okay. China's going to hold a briefing today on relevant progress over trade talks in the United States. Again, both countries want to look like they win. The Judiciary Committee votes to advance articles of impeachment against Trump to the full House. That seems to be the Christmas fireplace treat this year. Um, the impeachment of President Trump, will they or won't they? How will it play out in your house? Have you got your Christmas shopping done? 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 
I read a research report on three likely suitors of Netflix. Essentially, they're now starting to look vulnerable. And people are saying Comcast should buy them. Comcast could buy them. It would be smart because Comcast's over-the-top offering looks pretty flat. Uh, Netflix could ultimately buy them. Um, not Netflix could buy Netflix. Yes, that's right. Netflix could buy Netflix. No, Apple could ultimately buy them. Apple's TV product is cute. They would love to get their marketing hands on 150 million Netflix subscribers and figure out a way to upsell them music services now that they have video services. And uh, another obvious one is Amazon. Those are the comp- Microsoft maybe, but... Uh, does Microsoft really seem to be leaning that direction? I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. To think someone could have bought Netflix for $5 billion instead of $200 billion. Uh, difference 10 years makes, right? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. Um, questions, thoughts, prayers. I take them all here. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, invest in more. One of my friends has a couple kids and his favorite thing to do, he works nonstop. He's one of those alpha males in the Bay Area that... He's pretty much so work, 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 right? Um, so on the weekend, he gets to see his kids because he, he he's not divorced. He just works too much. I asked him what he, he his favorite thing to do, and he's like, take the kids to Costco. Free samples. Oh, wait, it was better. I, I said, what do you like to do on the weekends? I get Costco, and I get wine. His kid gets free samples. The people handing out those samples, I never want it. I never want it. I just, I don't feel comfortable with it. Even if it's Gordon Ramsay, I don't, I don't like free stuff. I don't, it's not for me. Even if it's to try something, I'm like, no, but, um, that's a huge advertising win when you can get in front of someone and have a sign and then say, here, try this. It's free. Oh, that's tasty. I think I'll take me a whole package of it. And if they get a customer for life, what a huge bazoom kind of win, right? So that's out there at this point in time as far as the concept. Some people would say that getting in Costco is a bigger win than a Super Bowl commercial and money better well spent. You don't stop and think about it, but anytime you see that beanie weenie company free giveaway at Costco, they're probably at more than one Costco that day. So there's a new thing going on of where do you get people's, where do you get customers? And I saw something pretty interesting recently where hotels are trying to become a little bit more relevant. You might've seen a commercial where you could rent the runway and Marriott will put the gown in your closet before you arrive in the hotel. So you can now rent four pieces of clothing from Rent the Runway when you rent your rooms. They're going to place it in your closet. Easy pleasy, right? Why go out and shop if you know your sizes and everything? Marriott's uh, ramping up a program where if you want a Peloton put in your room, they'll put a Peloton in your room. 
whether it be the hotel gym or actually in your room, trying to find retail space to show off your goods, it's trickier and trickier. And when you see companies like Facebook say, oh, we do digital advertising, and ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox were like, wait, 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 there's another, someone else has advertisements? Someone's more important than television eyeballs? Well, when you get right in front of the customer like a Peloton in your in your room, and I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to try a Peloton at a Best Buy. I have no interest. But if I'm on a business trip, I might try one. I'm not going to the mall to try one because the pictures on social media would make me look foolish. My feet won't quite fit right in the pedals. So department stores are catching in on this, too. And sometimes we call it a store inside a store concept. Ron Johnson went to JCPenney's, and his whole basic idea, Ron Johnson was tied towards uh, Apple retail stores and the whole glass thing. When you go in and the uh, Genius Bar, he was the the founding father of that concept, I believe. Um, did really super well for Apple. Then JCPenney started going down. Mall traffic started going down. JCPenney board of directors gets uh, behind panicked eight ball and in nine ball, and they go, hey, we need someone. And they get Ron Johnson. He comes in and tries to put stores inside a store. So let's say there's two types of jeans, Wranglers or Levi's and diesel jeans. Johnson knew that we can bring people in if we get the right product. So make sure it's a Levi's or diesel, Levi's or diesel. Can't go in both, like you can't, too many jeans mucks up your store. Johnson was pretty smart too. He also came up with the concept of free haircuts, which to me, to you and me, free kids haircuts maybe it was, to you and me were like, what? But if you're a mom in the Midwest on a Saturday and you need to get your kid's haircut and get a little shopping done, uh-huh. Not a bad idea. So you're going to start seeing more stores pop up inside stores and more stores pop up inside hotels. It's typically way cheaper to introduce your products to a potential customer beyond spending more money on digital marketing or opening the store of your own, which is very – I don't know how they do it. I saw a report on the news this week about more small businesses failing in San Francisco. And when I saw what they were selling, they were selling these little chotskis and stuff. You can't sell enough of those to pay rent. It's, uh, you know, we have a, a major problem in the Bay Area. Uh, to get a good hamburger, it's going to cost you $16, 17 $18. A friend of mine, she said something genius a few years ago. She goes, I'm not paying $20 for chicken parmesan. And now it's like $30, $35. Because to pay the rent, that's what you got to pay. Or that's what you got to charge. So Nordstrom, Macy's, Bloomingdale's, they're currently doing a lot of these pop-up stores inside their holiday stores or pop-up holiday stores inside their big stores. And now the pop-up stores outside, like you saw Toys R Us, um, they can do a pop-up kiosk basically anywhere. Amazon's done a couple pop-ups. So real estate development is becoming more multi-purpose. If you take a look around your town and you see the condos that have gone up, there's typically a lot of stores underneath them. There's a retail component to the hotel business. There's a hotel business component to malls now. So many hotels have gift shops, and they'll say, let's do a wholesale partnership with somebody else. It makes a little bit of sense. Gives a little cachet. Collaborating with someone like Rent the Runway allows you to reinvent how guests pack and dress. Have you ever been with someone who had to carry a dress to like an East Coast wedding? It's pain in the hiney. So 
you're seeing things change ever so slightly. Um, and again, the brands are pretty interested. Peloton said it in its S1 filing recently that it had 1,300 bikes in 696 hotels and resorts as of June 30th. That's big business for them. They don't have to succeed necessarily with you, direct consumer. They'd love to, but they're going to have a problem because cheaper competition's coming in. And if you hear the commercials, the competition says, we're just like Peloton, but without a ton Peloton. We're just like Peloton, but without a ton of money. And it's, it's, people make that cheaper decision, I bet. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Markets are moving higher today, and it's been a good month so far. We were going sideways, but as we're getting a little bit of clarity on maybe the Chinese deal will get done before the 15th and Brexit, a little bit more clarity. See how Wall Street kind of likes it? Um, not rocket science, demon known versus demon unknown. And if you think about it, Wall Street's big money. And you, with your money, you kind of want to know. Like if you and your spouse are on troubled times and you're thinking about putting big money into an investment, you're like, maybe I'll hold off on that second house or maybe I'll hold off on that brand new DeLorean car. How cool would it be to have a DeLorean? <laughs> you know Elon Musk is eventually copy that style, right? Anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Sometimes you see a headline, it just doesn't make sense. 13-year-old arrested in death of college student. The juvenile suspect is facing charges of murder, robbery, weapons possession after allegedly incriminating himself. Can you imagine 13 years old? Wow. Um, I just, that one kind of stuns me a little bit. Markets were a little bit weaker at the open, then they went strong. Now they've kind of gone maybe sideways, but sideways isn't down. We're in record territory. 50 million is about how many people have bought Apple's AirPod headphones. I own shares of Apple. At times, I seem to boil the show down to everything Apple. I'm not an Apple fanboy, I don't believe. I think I'm an investor, and I think a lot of people are fascinated by the product because they're the largest company in the world, or one of the largest based on day-by-day waiting. Um, that's only about 5% of the number of people who have iPhones. 50 million have bought AirPod headphones. That's kind of a weird thing to say. AirPod headphones, aren't they? AirPods or earpods or uh, the name itself pissed me off when it was introduced. And the first look, you're everyone was like, "Who's going to put those in their ears? That looks funny." They've done very, very, very well. AirPods pricing starting at 160 bucks, and you look at their market of only five percent of iPhone users have them. It's relatively untapped as far as penetration goes. And Apple would love to get something like Netflix because then they could say, hey, Netflix users, you could get these, you use these magical AirPods to watch your, your shows while at the gym. And, you know, Apple, they'll, they'll tie it in with a commercial that says, hey, Siri, play Netflix. And everyone will be happy and life will be good. So Google, well, I'm sorry, 
Apple AirPods work with Google phones and with Samsung phones. It's just a lot of people don't, they they want their own assistant kind of thing because it's not going to be a, hey, Siri, it's not going to work on Google. But that's called an untapped market. 5% penetration. They're going to have a big Christmas. Do not, well, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money. But AirPods are selling right now on eBay, 400 bucks, basically 195% uh, markup. So 213 IPOs so far in the year 2019. Let's stop and think about that for just a second. If you factor in how many days there are in the year, if you fact, take out weekends, that's a lot of companies. And yet it's even less than the previous year. This year has been a disappointment. Uber and Lyft were supposed to generate a lot of investor enthusiasm and sex appeal and bring more IPOs. If we can't get Lyft and we can't get Uber, give us Airbnb. And because Lyft and Uber disappointed it, it became tougher for that sexy push. Now, Lyft is in the news also today because they're going to start renting cars, and you're seeing shares of Hertz and other publicly traded rental companies go lower. Interesting. I've always thought, like, talking about a disruption, you know, you look at Uber and Lyft disrupting taxis. How about airport car rentals? And what happens if Uber and Lyft ever get regulated? Are the Is everyone going to panic to bring back these businesses? It's interesting to think about. Oh, and let's not forget the most disappointing uh, IPO of the year was WeWork. And I just saw that some there's no shortage of TV. And I just saw some TV production company in Deadline Hollywood announce that they're going to do a WeWork TV show and basically show the the you know the fall and rise or the rise and fall of of WeWork's founder. I don't think we need that, but why not? You know. When you have 5,000 networks producing 40,000 TV shows, it's called the Golden Age TV. And uh, it's, it seems like if, you, if you're an actor right now and you can't get a job, like in the WeWork movie or something like that, you can't get a job. It's the Golden Age. So I'm not going to tell you to, to like chastise your kids if they come home and they're like, Mom, Dad, I'm still an actor after 10 years. I, I can't find work. If you can't find work now, you're not an actor. I know, I know. Send letters. He just made fun of my kid in college for being an actor. I would, I will say, um, with ex- exp- how expensive college is, I have a neighbor, and uh, she sent her kid to New York University, NYU. And her, her daughter used to babysit my kids. So I'm not, like, knocking. But it, it was shocking to me because that's $150,000 for a school. And she has a degree in, in performing arts. Um, the return on that investment's not going to be good for most of the students, like 99% of them. Yeah, some of them will use those skills to go on to be like network engineers. Sure. Um, if they have a network engineering minor, uh, but typically not. It's, it's interesting to note that I think we as a nation, if we want to try to control college costs, we have to start getting more out of our colleges. That's that's part of the formula. I think community colleges should be more ingrained into the system as post-high school, pre-college. And maybe we should shorten college from four years to two if you do two years of community college, something along those lines. Um, but one of the things we've got to get a better return on our investment, I, I couldn't imagine... 
I understand in the English degree is great. Learning how to write is super important in the corporate world. Absolutely. Um, my boss loves to write me emails telling me when I make mistakes. And they are beautifully well written. Unbelievably. Um, and it shows you that he's well educated. And I, I respect that. Uh, so I'm not saying that, you know, English degree is bad, but poetry, I start going, eh, does it have to be Columbia or Yale? Maybe Columbia or Yale is better. Cause then you can always like hide behind. I, Oh, it was Hootie Tootie. It was Columbia and Yale. Hire me. I'm Hootie Tootie. And just to get into Columbia or Yale, you have to be Hootie Tootie and all that in a bucket of chicken, right? 222 points, 220 points is the big number that the market made yesterday. Um, basically at the power of a tweet. When Donald Trump started tweeting, it dawned on me, this is going to be probably the biggest thing, the biggest legacy from his presidency. You could talk about the judges he's appointed. You could talk about the tax cuts. You could talk about a lot of that stuff. But I think the way a president commutes, communicates, uh, if this sticks with the next president, not necessarily like tweeting all night long, not necessarily tweeting that the media, that the media is bad. But if we had a president who tweeted their policy ideas, I'm pro that. I'm pro that. I I think that's going to be the legacy that Trump leaves. Facebook stock dropped yesterday on news of a report that the FTC is weighing injunction on antitrust concerns. Another one, Facebook and Amazon and Google. If you own any of those three, you could expect the next 10 years to have opportunities for you to buy more. I wish I would have bought more when Microsoft got into their government woes and their stock fell apart. It took 10, 15 years, but it roared back to become an all-time biggest company. And the opportunity to buy cheap happens when government's knocking on your door. The opportunity to buy cheap in real estate is when there's a big earthquake and people say, you know what, honey, if you know a real estate agent, I can't take this shaking anymore. When there's a lot of people making a big decision. So same concept is happening with something like a Facebook, in particular Facebook, because I don't think Mark Zuckerberg plays Congress well, or maybe he does. I think the media makes it look like he's almost autistic the way he handles government. And uh, isn't that funny? I'm now using the word autistic as kind of a negative. That's not good. I got to figure that one out. Um, But I think that's kind of what the media is doing. So. Anyhow, and anyway, because you know, we, we don't get out the whole conversations. When he does a private dinner, we don't really know how well he's liked or not, what he's promising, what he doesn't promise. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. One of the things I want to bring up is that things change quickly in the world of technology. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, there's companies like in networking equipment that we would talk about on a regular basis. It wasn't just all Cisco. It was Cisco and Juniper. Juniper lost its relevancy. At one point in time, these two guys were duking it out on who's better at the, you know, being the sultan of, of servers. Now, no one really brings up Juniper. Or do you remember when Lucent was a big network equipment player? Or Nortel? Nortel was the prize jewel of Canada. Eh, not so much anymore. Or Redback Networks, Sycamore Networks. There was an optics company who was doing networking, and again, faster than the speed of light, better than copper, better than you know, uh, you know, big grade thick cable the, of, of network equipment. Corvus was a thing, and now it's a thirty cent stock. So 
sometimes I just want to remind you that through the t- through time, we are going to forget that we had losers. Through time, we are going to forget that some companies had competition. I was looking at Oracle yesterday, and I was trying to com- I was trying to see if I could find a reason to buy it, and I can't. In the last five years, essentially what they've done is shrink to Salesforce.com, and it seems as if their ability to buy their way out of problems is over. At one point in time, Oracle had to compete with, you know, like I just did on a list of other networking equipment companies. At one point in time, Oracle had to compete with other database vendors, Siebel, PeopleSoft, anyone doing, they had to get into new markets. They had to buy their way. Now, in the last five years, what they've done is they've borrowed a lot of debt. And now they have net debt for a tech company, a big tech company with that kind of revenue. No. So they've borrowed money to buy back stock. That's a little bit too much financial engineering when you're when you're borrowing money to buy back debt uh, stock. I'm okay with cash flow buying back stock, but debt that's not always cheap. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Not going to wrap for you today. Going to save that one for you. Don't really have it in my throat. But if you challenge me to a wrap off, I'm in. Um, biotech share is good news. A lot of times these biotech companies can really roar on that news. There's a great example of that today. And again, the way I want you to start thinking of some other sectors other than big tech is how do they work for you and how do you understand them? Uh, healthcare has a lot of components. And throughout the whole healthcare process, we've never, ever said, whoa, well, that feels like an amazing value. It is. I mean, we have a great healthcare system. There's no doubt about it. There's a ton of innovation. But when you see a hospital bill for you, you're a little upset. But for a hospital bill for someone else, you're like, I got that's a great hospital. So a biotech company often comes out with a press release. There's different phases of trials. And again, let's think of, of healthcare in like three or four areas. Biotech does the R and D for the big pharmaceutical, biotech pharma. So there are two different areas. Pharma is big and uh, even using their products your whole life is the idea. They do marketing, too. A lot of marketing. So, if you were to get a new uh, allergy pill, what's a good allergy pill? It's Benadryl, for instance. Let's go with Benadryl, because that's even older than a lot of the Allegra's and these wonderfully sounding pharmaceuticals. Allegra, um, anti-snot rub, right? Um, But they say for you, the average consumer, you have to have a college degree to get generic pharmaceuticals at the drugstore. Whereas if you have high school, you're more influenced by commercials and advertising. So you want the brand name. And again, you know, Benadryl is the brand, but if you go into Walgreens, you can get Waldrill. Um, you get the idea, right? They're just pl- putting their own name on a generic version. Same drugs, same efficacy, same chemical makeup. One just has a nicer package than the other one. So start thinking about how biotechs work with pharmaceuticals, and then think about how the pharmaceutical companies work with the r- retail side of drugs. That used to be very separate, and now they've kind of CVS has its own pharmacy. 
CVS has its own drug sourcing company. So um, add in some other components like hospitals and HMOs and healthcare and ins the insurance side. And I can make a case for them all, to be quite honest with you. <clears throat> so I own them all, whether it be in indexes or through ETFs. I don't have any individual biotech exposure because I don't know individual biotech well. Yes, there's some names like Amgen and Biogen that become the, the big daddies of biotech, but those are few and far between. So there's a company called Sarepta Therapeutics, SRPT, up 31% today, and it goes, whoa. I, I mean, that catches your eyes, right? Wouldn't you have liked to bought this yesterday and find out they came out with a press release 12 hours later? Well, ultimately, the press release says the FDA approved its Viandi 53. Okay. What's that? It's an injection for the treatment of Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Okay. Um, now we're starting to talk, talk about, okay, I, I get maybe a little bit about what's going on here. The approval was a surprise. The FDA had sent the company a complete response letter as recently as August, noting concerns about infection risk at the injection site and renal toxicity. You don't want your renal failure. <laughs> you need those kidneys, you need the liver, and kidneys and liver sometimes don't take drugs too well. So basically, just a couple months ago, the FDA said, we're concerned with the data that we're seeing so far. We may have to pull the plug on the trials. But they didn't. There's a flurry of uh, shorts covering the stock today. So there's some technical issues going on. A lot of people thought the FDA was going to turn them down because of the recent uh, letters to the company. So when they didn't and they actually approved it, you know what the short said today? Oh, poop. And they had to buy. Shorts sell first, buy second. They want to sell high, buy low. You want to buy low and sell high. They do it backwards. We buy first. They sell first. So today they had to buy, and that's why the stock's another technical push higher. The approval of Yandi 53 was an accelerated approval. Its continued approval may be contingent on confirmation of clinical benefit uh, in the post-marketing uh, confirmation trial. Talking about biotech's phase one, phase two, phase three is is... I tried to simplify it. It's not as simple as I've made it. But phase one trials is something along the lines of, like, let's let's run it through a computer test. Phase two is like, let's put it in rats and bunnies and other things and see if it kills them. And phase three would be human trials. That's the simplest way of, of boiling it down. But there's also a phase four that's not talked about. What if the drug does something bad long-term after we've released it? What if we don't know... The sample size of, like, what does it do to African-Americans? Maybe they weren't included in the trial. Trials have gotten really good. There's companies that run trials for biotech companies. That's all they do. But sometimes the data does get overlooked or misplaced or misread or assumed. So the company at this point in time, it, it's not toxic for me, but I don't – the good news is price 10 for me. If I were smart at this point in time, I would go to an analyst who follows the company. Um, it's not tough to find. If, um, when you find a company, just do some research on them. Uh, you'll start digging up you know, who follows them. But you're looking for how big of a market is the treatment of Duchenne muscular dystrophy. 
you know, the holy grail in science and biotech is a cancer cure, or is it erectile dysfunction fixing, or is it growing hair on my head again? Man, a lot of men went happy days when Propecia came out, right? Um, and anything that grows hair on your head, like, woo <laughs> this will cause severe liver damage. Okay, put, I, I need hair on my head. I got, I'm losing hair. I, I'm not, I'm okay with it. Let the process play out, right? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.